What is going on, guys? I want to welcome you all to the 12th episode of the Paramount Podcast. I am your host, Thomas Michael Para, 188 pounds of nails of wood and all that's good. Guys, if you've been following me on the Instagrams, you have been seeing my transformation. I'm currently on about week 25 or 6, I think, of my one-year transformation. Starting back in January, I was 200 and almost 30 pounds, and now I'm down to 188 pounds. Guys, the point of this me telling you this is that I am also a first form legionnaire and I'm setting the example by documenting it and showing you guys my journey. So for anyone out there who wants, uh, needs a little bit of help with their fitness journey or anything, email me, DM me, emails in my bio, in my Instagram bio, DM me. Um, I can send you the link over to the My Transformation app where I get to be your personal advisor and legionnaire um, on your diet and training step by step. Um, if that's anything that anyone is interested in, definitely, definitely take advantage of that. We can get shredded, jacked together, whatever goals you have, we can reach those goals. Guys, today's date is Monday, August 5th. Um, it is actually a holiday in Canada for all of you international listeners. And I say much love to all of you making the Paramount Podcast global, um, and definitely to all my Canadian listeners. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Guys, what is a Paramount podcast? Well, it is a lifestyle podcast in the education category. It's all about the values, beliefs, and character traits I built and was taught through working for my father's company, Paramount Builders, as a wood framing carpenter. It's all about uh, building residential and commercial buildings, guys, from the age of 15 to 33, currently going on my 19th year as a carpenter, um, and essentially all of those tools that grew me from a boy to a man. And I apply all of that into my life and into my experiences, and I share that on this podcast. Guys, we are sitting at 697 listens over 11 episodes, and we're going to crack 700 listens. So thank you to everyone who has been listening and supporting and sending me your thoughts, good and bad, DMs and everything. Um... That's really, it just tells me, you know, how good of a job I'm doing. If I'm doing a, if I'm, if I'm, guys, I always want to step up my game and just, I just need to know. Uh, so please rate and review this on Apple Podcasts, you guys. Please rate and review this. And on, you know, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, guys, it's on all major platforms. The reviews help this podcast move up. Please share this podcast with somebody if you found value in it. Drop them the link um, on any of these episodes. I appreciate that to no end. Remember, leave me a voice note on the Anchor app if you guys wish. I can drop that in the next episode and share in the next podcast of what your actual voice note in the podcast. uh, If you have any thoughts that you'd like to share. Guys, this is not just content. I make content. This is real I think life-changing stuff that I'm currently going through and the people in my life are going through as well. But before we get into today, I want to tell you something yesterday that kind of happened. So I went to the park to get in my second workout of the day, 75 Hard program. As some of you may know, I finished 75 Hard, um, I don't know now, a few days ago, a week and a half ago, and now I'm on to phase one. And I ran into this gentleman before I was getting my cardio in yesterday that I know from the gym. 
and he was in the park and we started talking and then all of a sudden he got into basically long story short about how he had approach anxiety for approaching women and i had no idea you know it was just two bros talking basically i had no idea it was going to go down to this but um he actually was married basically 10 years ago and he had gotten into the whole reason why he got into the gym was to basically clean up his act, clean up his life and make a better, make something of himself, make a man of himself. Um, but then it, it's obvious to me, being that he was telling me a story about this another young lady that he knows who is truly an alpha female and he didn't have the balls to go up and approach her. Uh, there was some event a few weeks ago that he had seen her and he's absolutely infatuated with this with this woman. And he what ended up happening is there was another dude who basically had the confidence to walk up and sit down with this young lady. And uh, essentially, he made his move. And by the, you know, by the end of it, they were taking selfies and laughing and having drinks and talking. And he was completely, I mean, he he's fine, but part of him was just eaten alive, right? And it just goes to show you that, yeah, okay, he got into the gym, he worked on himself, he got his confidence up and everything, but there's still that underlying part that didn't he hasn't faced yet if you know anyone who is troubling who is um struggling with approach anxiety man or woman guys go and listen to the paramount podcast episode number two where that is the topic i dive into that um very deeply and explain it all out point by point and I just thought that was interesting how this 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 friend of mine opened up out of nowhere. And then, uh, <laughs> and then no sooner did he leave, some other guy rolled up in a car with like a joint. He was smoking this joint. He gets out and he walks up right up to my truck window. And he looks and he's like, "Oh shit! I thought you you looked like my cousin," which I thought was kind of weird because he was. I felt like he was just looking for somebody to talk to. <laughs> and then he was like. So I was supposed to go to the exhibition. For those of you who don't know, the exhibition is like the fair here in, in Regina in the summertime um, with this girl. His name was Sean, this guy. And he was telling me how, yeah, you know, he, uh, he told this girl that he's going to go meet her later. He doesn't really want to he doesn't really want to spend all day at the I don't know. It's just funny because no sooner did my other friend leave this other guy's rolled up and started telling me his female problems as well. I just felt like saying, bro, good to go check out the Paramount Podcast. Anyways, guys, enough of that. Episode number two, why men don't approach. For anyone who's having approach anxiety, share that or re-listen to that if you need to. But today, guys, we're going to get into today's podcast because it is another special one. It is my full and complete in-depth experience of Andy Frisella's 75 Hard Program. I assure you... Uh, you are not listening to the same man from 75 days ago. He is gone forever. And good riddance to him. Guys, we did it. And I say we because I could have never have done it without you guys. You all helped me stay accountable, sending me encouraging DMs along the way. And if it wasn't for your guys' support, I would have never made it. But the support goes both ways. And I'm here for you all in any ways that I can help, guys. So don't hesitate to drop me DMs. Let me know your thoughts on anything. And uh, we will try and sort those out as best we can. Now, I want to share some realizations that I had along the way. Um, These are not just items that I wrote down now or last night when I was working on this or a few nights ago. 
These are actually thoughts that I had uh, in the hardest moments throughout the 75 days. When I was aware I was having such a thought, I wrote it down for this specific reason to share this with you guys. So there is no particular order, therefore they are all of equal importance. Let's get it going. Number one of them all, I guess. No, no numbers, right? So, no, okay, I, I want to say number one. I never have an excuse to be late again, ever. I never, ever, ever have an excuse to be late again, ever, for anything. I have been getting up at 3 a.m. for almost a month now, from Monday to Friday, before work to hit the gym. Then I go to work for 10 to 12 hours a day in construction, in the elements, in the heat, in the wind. Um, guys, if I can consistently, consistently get up at 3 a.m., how could I ever be late for anything? Like, how could I ever be late for any appointment or anything unless there was just like a complete, absolute traffic jam or an emergency or whatever? But if I can get up at 3 a.m. consistently, I should never be late for anything ever again. The next one, zero patience, guys. I have zero patience for anything. <laughs> like, just don't waste my time. I never, I will never waste yours. It's just respect, okay? Now, if you have a problem, as we all do, as I do, we all have problems and you're trying to work through it and you're taking action through trial and error, trying to figure it out, um, you know, then I will have compassion and empathy and I will give you my time and try and sort it out 100%. But if you come to me bitching and moaning and when I ask you what you're doing about it and you say nothing, my patients are very, very thin. I will initially, I will initially try to help you um, and try to get you to take action right away, but it's all on you, okay? I will only put in so much effort on someone who just wants me to do it all for them. And I'm sure we've all met people like this. I've probably even done it myself um, in the past when I was a weaker individual, but no, like, no, thank you. I don't have time for that because now, because, you know, I know lots of people who have taken action after reaching out to me for self-betterment. And, you know, I will continue to put energy into those people, uh, period, because I know those are the ones that are going to really want to, um, those are the ones that really, really, really are just going to want to grow in life. So, I just do not have patience for people who just think that uh, they're just going to dump all their emotional baggage on you and then expect you to fix it. It doesn't work like that. Uh, next one. I say no with no explanation unless needed for some reason. Now, you should always say yes in terms of positive opportunities, even if it is something like starting in the mailroom that you may feel is beneath you. Remain humble. You have to build from the ground up. But have the awareness to say no and have no apologies for it if you evaluate it and you feel it is not good at that time for you. Say no and stay on your direction. Yes to opportunity, guys, and no to distraction. Okay, You won't get peace. The next one. You won't get peace from a room or from yoga, from a workout plan or a diet plan or a book. You won't get peace, happiness, enlightenment from any of that shit. You need to go inside. You need to go inside 
and figure out your deepest, darkest thoughts of what's holding you back. Basically, things that you don't want to face, you have to face, you have to pull them out. It's going to be painful. You can do that. You can find them through yoga. You can find it through a book, meditation. But don't think that meditation itself is going to do some miracle for you. You need to go inside. It's nothing external. Learning yoga, reading a book, nothing external is going to ever get you the results you want. You have to go inside, out, and pull that stuff out, figure it out. The next thing, guys, I'm at peace, essentially. I'm, a, I'm at inner peace. For the most part, I no longer have unnecessary anxiety from worrying about whether I'm going to be able to stick to something. Uh, I remember a time and time again in the past, I would get to the point in my fitness or finances to where I was very, very happy with all of my hard work. And, you know, I was in a good place. But I was never really... Because every time I got there, I got to that place, I remember always telling myself, like, just keep this. Don't mess this up. How long can I maintain this? How long can I keep this? You know, and it was just like a ticking time bomb. And then I would inevitably get exhausted, overworked, and sick. And then I would spiral into like some food-addicted coma uh, because it was like my only avenue of stress relief. Once I got sick, I couldn't work out anymore. And that was basically my only relief. You know, next one. Reading 10 pages. Most days, this was one of the hardest things for me, guys. Really, like, fuck. fuck. I'm a slow reader. Like, I'm a slow reader. Uh, I'm a slow runner. Uh, my weightlifting is slow. Everything I do is slow. Everything I do is slow. <laughs> guys, everything I do is slow. Um... I had to purposely sit in uncomfortable positions with the lights full on blast at midnight, one in the morning, just to stay awake to get this book done. Like every single night, I was falling asleep every page. It was frustrating. It drove me nuts. It was one of the hardest things. Um, also, a crazy thing that I had realized reading these pages uh is that I've actually listened to most, if not all, of Robert Greene's audiobooks. Guys, if you don't know who Robert Greene is, go check him out. He's just a must in really in everything. But I recently started reading the book Mastery. And I've probably listened to the audiobook Mastery, I don't know, I would say maybe three or four times. And the crazy thing is now every single time I read it, every single word that I read in this book, I hear his voice like it was the audiobook. And it's like he's reading it to me. It's like he's narrating the book to me. It's absolutely crazy. I'm curious if any of you have listened to a lot of audiobooks by the same author or by the same narrator. <clears throat> and now you should read the book. I'm just curious if the same thing happens for you, if you actually hear the guy's voice. Because I think that, like, for me, it's just, it makes the reading a whole other experience. Uh, so I'm really enjoying that book. Guys, also, this is, very important. One of the books that I decided to read throughout the 75 days was The Art of Living and Dying by Osho. Now, I probably read this, this is probably my third or fourth time reading this, but reading it, but it always changes for me every time I read it. I always see something different. I always hear something different. And what happened reading Osho, The Art of Living and Dying, was is now death makes me laugh. <laughs> I essentially hold on to nothing. 
I am now coming from a place of abundance and I'm not needing to do anything. So I'm doing it because I want to and not because I have to, okay? But more on this later, more on this later for sure. There were many times I fell asleep in the parking stall at home once I arrived from work. Guys, literally, I would fall asleep. I would pull up at home, turn the truck off, and then all of a sudden, 20 minutes later, I would wake up realizing what happened. The sun would be hitting me in the face or something. I would feel the warmth, and I would wake up, and I'd realize, holy shit, I just fell asleep in the truck again. And I would go inside, grab a bite to eat, grab my gym stuff, and I would head out either to the gym, get my workout in, or I would head out and get my second outdoor workout of the day in. Uh, I remember falling in line in the grocery store, falling asleep in and out of sleep on my feet in the grocery store. Um, (laughs) I don't know what else to say. I don't even, it's just, it's ridiculous, to be honest. Um, But yet, a strong sense of clarity if that makes any sense. And I'm going to go into a bit deeper as to why I think that is as well. Another thing, guys, things become automatic. Um, why I, like, for example, why I forget what day I'm on or um, like last week when I finished 75 hard and, I, and then I was actually getting the cardio out that I had to burn from my coach, Yucky Lovato. Um, so I was out getting my cardio. I burned my 400 calories that I had to do and then not really realizing I finished 75 hard like three or four days earlier. And then I looked at my watch and I, it was about 30 minutes went by. And I was like, oh yeah, I got 15 more minutes. I got to walk or do some more, like keep running or walk and get my 45 minutes in for the second, uh, uh, to finish off the, my second workout for the 75 hard outdoor workout. And then, I, and then it took me a few minutes. I started walking and I was like, wait a minute. I don't have to do this because... I'm not on 75 hard program anymore, but guys, it starts to become automatic, automatic, automatic. And that's the beautiful part of it. And the grand idea, the grand thing is eventually the benefit of your new habit um, is so much greater than without it that you can't help but continue to do it. And that is the whole point, guys. That is the whole point. It is all learned behavior through repetition, good and bad, you guys. So if you find yourself subconsciously checking your cell phone at red lights, okay? Every single red light you pull up to, you just automatically flip your phone open, right? Hopefully you don't do it when you're driving, but if you find that every single time, you're not even checking anything specifically, text messages, IG, emails, whatever, you're not even checking anything, music, you just grab your phone every time you hit a red light or you're tindering in between sets at the gym, you just grab your phone without any reason or intent behind it, without even thinking about it, you have created a subconscious behavior through repetitions of that specific action, you guys. The powerful thing is, now get this, the powerful thing is that you can change anything you want through deliberate, sickening, repetitive action, guys. Anything. You can really rid yourself of any and all bad habits and behaviors simply through sticking to what you decide needs to be done to correct it. And it takes a lot less time than you think. Okay. For example, just like when I'm driving 
a standard vehicle and I switch to an automatic, I keep slamming my left foot to the floor because I forget that there's not a clutch there. And I keep reaching for the stick shift and I'm punching the dashboard. <laughs> like it's complete mayhem for the first five or 10 minutes of driving an automatic because I keep slamming my foot every time I come up to an intersection. For those of you who drive standards, I keep slamming my foot to the floorboards and keep punching the fucking air conditioning trying to grab the stick shift because I'm still in the habit of driving the five, six speed when the vehicle's automatic. Or similar, I think everyone can relate to this, when you buy a new cell phone or you do a software update and you're still doing the old actions on the cell phone or the old swipe actions of the old software um, or the other cell phone make or model and it takes like, and then it doesn't take long though, it's about a week, right? About a week, you learn how to, you start to unlock the phone a different way or you start to, and it just, it starts to become seamless, guys. That is the key. That is the key to cracking your mental code and your bad habits. You literally just through deliberate, sickening, repetitive action, you need to decide what needs to be done to correct it and stick to those behaviors, guys. And you would be amazed. You can change in days, like days. Uh... You know, one thing I do know, I do know this, like I do know this, that the new me, the new me who's talking to you guys now, and I'm actually just talking to myself right now. I'm, I'm essentially just talking to myself, you guys. I'm just sharing this with you. And I know that the new me would destroy the old me. And the old me, 75 days ago, 85 days ago now, was already hard as fuck. Like the old me, last summer, I walked over 100 kilometers per week. Some weeks were up to 120, 130 kilometers when I was in Athens, Greece for three months. In those three months, I walked over, clocked over on the Fitbit and on my iPhone GPS over 12,000 kilometers, walked in three months while getting in the best shape of my life at that time while working on modeling contract. But, and the reason why I say the old me would get his ass kicked by the new me is because the old me, I still always struggled to get my training in while I was working as a carpenter. It was virtually like non-existent, you guys. But now not only do I get my training in, I get up at 3 a.m. consistently the past four weeks and hit the gym every single day and then work 10 plus hours a day and do all all of my 75 hard requirements, outdoor workouts, second outdoor workouts, walks, reading, water, progress, pick, etc. diet. And I don't even know how. Like I literally, I don't even know how. The new me would destroy the old me. And it took 75 days, okay? And it's basically from destroying the old behaviors that I just explained a minute ago. Now, guys, this is probably the most important part of the entire podcast or one of the key points here. Um, if you take anything away from this episode, listen to this, okay? So back at Easter time, right? I came home to see my family, I, uh, see my friends, even work a little bit with the boys at Paramount Builders. Um, we came back, I came back for about a week and we built a house. <laughs> That's just how we roll, right? Uh, you know, I went with my boys, Gord and Tim, um, who Tim, you heard of last week on this episode of titled Cigars and Gin. Uh, guys, check out that episode. And also, I think 
Uh, I kicked it at my boy Jesse James Jacobson's crib that early Friday, and I drank way too much. I drank way too much, guys. It was a good night. But my point is, I was debating if I should start the 75 hard program because I knew at around day 60, I would be back at home building this massive house out of town. And then inevitably the Olive Garden I I had spoke about uh, previously. And as for the scheduling, it looked like 99.9999% certain I was going to have to start over the 75 hard program around day 60 because when I returned home around that time, that massive house out in Redverse, Saskatchewan, where I would be working about 13, 14 hour days, guys, there was not a gym within 100 miles or more. We'd be sleeping and eating in a hotel and diner bar food. Um, so there's no chance of hitting the gym, no chance of following a diet. I like there's just no chance it would have been possible at all. It would have literally been impossible to finish the 75 hard at about day 60. But I remember waking up that Easter morning thinking, uh, you know, I just remember thinking, am I going to step up or not? What's like, what is like, what, what am I afraid of? Right? Like, what's my fear? Like, I got to start over. Like, you fucking, like, seriously? Oh, I'm going to have to fucking start over. You fucking little... That's my little bitch voice coming out, guys. I fucking started over so many times in my life. I actually think I love it. Fuck it. Let's do it. So I started the 75 hard program. 99% certain I was going to have to start over again at day 60. Whenever... Wouldn't even have started over the next day. I would have had to start over whenever that house was finished out in Redverse. Well, let me tell you, and this was not the first time something like this has happened to me. This was not the first time that something like this has happened to me. I believe I have literally created my own reality. And I will save that for another podcast as well. Uh, but I came home expecting having to start over, not knowing when. Then, all of a sudden, when I returned home, the house out in Red versus Saskatchewan got pushed back and the Olive Garden, upon my arrival, became priority, meaning that I would be in the city for the next three weeks to build the Olive Garden from start to finish in record time, allowing me to get up at 3 a.m. with the program and really test my soul, guys, because this is going to come down to basically like ripping me apart essentially uh and i was honestly kind of looking forward to it to see what i was made of now get this part it came down to the day guys literally came down to the day i remember that like that massive house out in redverse well we absolutely crushed the olive garden and we met the unrealistic deadline that on day 75 we were heading out of town and leaving at 6.30 a.m. To, do, to build that house out in Redverse. On day 75 of my 75 hard program, which I started Easter Sunday, and I just decided, it was after, after that night out with the boys, I woke up, hung over, and I was like, fuck it, it's now or never. It's now or never. There was no way I was completing, there was no way I was not completing the last day of 75 hard, guys. And I was leaving out of town that day at 6.30 a.m. on day 75 to go and build this house. 
So I woke up at 2 a.m. I got my workouts, my progress pick, my water. I packed all my food for the day. Uh, all I had to do was stick to my diet. I read my book on the three-hour drive out there. So as long as I stuck to the food that I packed and accounted for everything that I ate, I essentially completed my day 75 of 75 hard by 7 a.m. And I did. Running on three hours of sleep that day, guys, if that much, if that much sleep, and now working out of town, working longer days than normal, and I felt like I had energy to go dancing, literally. I honestly don't know how I went from not being able to train while working in construction to doing it all and more. No doubt my, my nutrition has been better than ever, but there is also one time around day 65 when I thought for sure I was getting sick. Like I was getting destroyed around day 65. I felt like <sighs> there was a few times when probably about four or five times where I was just destroyed and I didn't think that I was going to, I just didn't think I was going to make it. I just didn't think I was going to make it. I had nothing left, but I didn't get sick. It subsided. And this was not by accident. This was an example of sickening, deliberate action taking, guys. I decided, fuck it. And I went for it on that Easter Sunday. And it literally... That house out in Redverse, which would have been the demise of my 75 hard, got pushed back three weeks. I was able to finish it, and it was down to the day to day 75. And I got up. It was my choice. I had a choice. I got up at 2 a.m. and got everything done, and I finished. I finished. There were many times throughout there were many times that I was looking in the mirror, you know, not knowing who I was looking at anymore daily, like from day to day. My mentality and my psychology was changing so fast, I virtually had no identity or like self-image the last three weeks of the program, you guys. I didn't know who I was looking at. All I knew is I loved who I, what I was seeing, who I was seeing. I was seeing who I knew I could always be, but could never quite reach. Being able to keep all of my promises to myself, but effortlessly. There was no anxiety that I had before of like, how long could I hold on to this? It was just like a surety. Like, not like I got this. It's just like, literally, this is who I am now. This is my identity. But I didn't, I don't know who, I didn't know who that person was. My mentality was changing every 24 hours. I didn't know who I was looking at. I didn't recognize the guy that I was looking at. And now what I think happened is my identity completely changed um, in and kind of directly related to the cone of consciousness. But I'm going to save the cone of consciousness, guys, for the next episode. That is extremely important and it deserves an episode all in itself. Um, and keep an eye out for that on my I, I, IG. I'm going to be posting photos of that and explaining that. But the cone of consciousness, literally my energy frequency level um, raised up and I'm more at the expansive end of the cone now and I'm able to do more. Um, but we're going to save that for the next podcast. Um, you know, guys, I'm aware that this is a never-ending growth journey and it is actually 
more about preserving yourself as who you are while you go through this of most importance. So yes, we're trying to, you, you have to come to the realization that you are all of these things that you are becoming versus it, you becoming something new from the external. When you realize that you're just bringing out all of these things that you've been this entire time, it preserves yourself in a sense you still want to preserve yourself at the core you don't want to change into something completely different it is still as important to preserve yourself through the journey so i just want to ask you like guys are you in on the 75 hard i would love love to watch you guys complete it and transform and relate with me um like the experience and like the new you like I just I would just love to see that change in your life, you know, but it's not for everyone, um, or is it? I mean, what do you got to lose, right? Start over, fail, that's it, really? Like you know, I'll tell you what. You got everything. You got everything to lose, everything you could ever want, you could lose. God, there's a good quote by Grant Cardone. If you don't know Grant Cardone, you should follow Grant Cardone. But he says, excuses are not reasons not to do something. They are simply just a re-evaluation of something you've done. So you can make them whatever you want. Um, You know, every decision we make through our daily life. Sorry, I'm going to go back to that last point. Excuses are not reasons not to do something. They are simply re-evaluation of something you've done. You can make them whatever you want, guys. So we can make excuses all the time, but we, we, we just, an excuse is not a reason not to do something. We make the excuse, whatever it is, we want to tell ourselves to justify to ourselves. So you can make the reason or the excuse, whatever we want. Realize that we are the ones making them what they are. And the next point is every decision that, we make throughout our daily life is based on if we're going to be uncomfortable or not. Um, we, the alarm, when we set the alarm for exactly when we have to get up with not a minute to spare in the morning, right? Because getting up a little bit earlier would make, make us uncomfortable, or we hit the snooze six times because getting up on the first alarm might be a little bit too difficult or make you a little bit too uncomfortable to get up on the first alarm. You know, not answering or replying to that cell phone call or text because we don't like confrontations or awkwardness. Um, starting a workout plan, say, or a diet plan next week because this week's just too busy or, you know, picking the easier work, uh, um, workout session of the two. Or, you know, not approaching that guy or girl for fear of rejection. Guys, everything that we do is based on if we will be comfortable or not. So by the end of all this, you're probably wondering what drives me. Why am I doing this? Well, you know, I'm going to be honest with you guys straight up. I was doubting myself today. I was actually doubting everything in my life and in my entire in my entire direction. Um, I too was wondering, I was wondering why am I doing this? Like, and you know, 
And then I thought of death and laughed <laughs> and remembered. I'm not only doing it for any other reason because I purely want to. I want to test myself and I want to see what I'm capable of in this life, in this world, and lift up people along the way. I'm the only one. I am the only one saying I need to do this, to do any of this. So I actually don't have to do anything. I don't have to do any of it. I'm the one saying that I have to. And in realizing that, and in realizing that death is inevitable, and death is like the ultimate crescendo of life, it just makes it fun, guys. It makes it all come from abundance. Because I'm no longer not enough. I'm no longer anxious. I'm no longer in a crisis. I'm just being. None of it matters, guys. None of it matters. And when you realize that even the poorest man is rich, when none of it matters, it all matters that much more. You enjoy it that much more, everything. Because everything that you're doing from that point on is authentically you on the inside shining out, guys. You have to consistently reevaluate your perspective, okay? Now, I'm not saying to give no fucks. On the contrary, I give many fucks. So, so many that I will do all I can to make the world a better place and the people around me in a better place and truly test my limits as a human being, but to remember as much it matters, as much as it matters, it doesn't. Now, with that being said, also, my dark side, guys, my dark side drives me. All the years of rejection um, in the fashion industry, in the entertainment industry the past nine years, I have heard the word no more times than I can even comprehend. Um, you know, hearing people say to me, relax, rest, Tom, you need to rest more. You do too much. You work too hard. You know, I'd rather work hard now. I'd rather work, take sickening, deliberate action now than have to work when I'm 40, 50, 60, 70 years old, having to work a nine to five when I'm 65 just to survive. That sounds a lot worse to me. Um, you know, I don't want to be sitting on a park bench <laughs> when I'm 65, reading a book, wondering where the fuck, what did I do with my life and where all the time go. No, I'd rather be on a plane or on a yacht with all the people that I love and care about in my life, knowing exactly where I'm going and what I'm doing. Instead of sitting on this park bench and then realizing, oh shit, I got to pay my cell phone bill tomorrow. <laughs> like, I want bigger problems. Another part of the dark side, guys, breaking my ankles. And the doctor's basically saying that I'm never going to be able to run again or play sports again or, or run or jump again. Well, fuck, I went running today and I went running yesterday and I went running the last three days in a row. So... Now, not to say I'm not in pain, but I went running. That's the dark side, getting fed. And, you know, I've actually been meeting with doctors since about January currently. 
Um, and they're all telling me that you can do ankle replacements now, like ankle replacements, ankle implants, like hip, hip replacements. They do ankle replacements. They're literally going to take out my ankle bone <laughs> and put in like a man-made, a fake ankle bone. And I don't, that's guys, that's basically to the point that I'm at with my ankles. Um, with the arthritis and with the degenerative and all of the hardware that I have, I'm actually, doctors are actually talking to me about fusion of the ankle joints and about ankle replacements. That is to the degree of my situation. And that motherfucker feeds the dark side too, guys, that I'm in so much pain in every minute of every day that is how bad my situation is, but I still do 75 hard. And I'm not asking for anybody's pity or anything. or anything. Just know that that's my dark side. Just know that I thrive on pain as well and you should be able to thrive on pain. Just like realizing that death is a driver that you don't have enough time, but also at the same time, none of it matters and you don't have to do anything. So then you're doing what you want to do anyways, and it comes from a place of abundance, and then it's authentically you. More of the dark side, guys. Anybody who has ever called me fat or stupid, <laughs> I worry for you. Like, I do worry for you. Um, you know, and then I think about death, and I laugh, <laughs> and I realize I'm going to do it all anyways. And... Um, and then I'm right back up to my higher consciousness set point. So, but guys, here at the Paramount Podcast, I want to keep this shit real with you. And if we're gonna, if we're gonna talk like currently, if we're gonna talk like real shit right now, what's currently going on in my brain, in my mind? Um, I'm just gonna be real with you guys. I'm gonna give you the real shit. I'm gonna give you the real dirt. You want to know the fucking truth? You like? You want to know what really drives me right now? The dark side, I'm going to tell you, I'm 33 years old, I'm broke, I'm back home living at my parents' house to work and save money because I feel like a pathetic little bitch. (laughs) I feel like a fucking failure. Some dream-chasing, wanderlust, head-in-the-clouds, delusional child who can't face reality that I'm lost and have no idea where I'm going and I'm still forced to be working in a job that has my feet in so much pain day to day, I could cry. I could cry. And I have. The pain has been so bad. I am not educated past high school. I have no other skills on paper. So I have no choice. I have no choice but to do 75 hard. I have no choice to do the things others won't in order to build a life and survive and be independent to the point that I'm the one helping people. I'm the one supporting people. I'm still being supported. Now, I'm helping people as much as I can through this podcast, through social media, through First Form, through being a legionnaire, through getting their health and fitness goals, getting the best shape and health of their life. I am helping people but not to the degree that I want to because I'm not even fully helping myself. And it's not, I'm helping my father out 
by being here and being one of the better employees and because I've, I mean, I know how everything runs at Paramount Builders. It's, I've grew up in the company. It's not a burden, me being here. My parents like my company, I think. <laughs> You'd have to ask them, like, personally, I suppose. But I'm helping my father out so he doesn't have to hire and then lay somebody off. And he's helping me out by giving me uh, you know, a room to crash in and I can stay here for the summer and save up a couple bucks. But guys, to be completely honest with you, that's what's driving me. I feel like a 33-year-old broke, pathetic loser living at his parents' house with no money because I have a trouble putting the cost of something up against the value of something. And if I did that, I would have never been there for my niece's birth in Australia. I would have never been there for my sister. I was the only family member there because the baby came early. And if I was worried about money, I would have never have been there. So fuck that money. But that's why I'm here now. It's why I'm back framing now. It's why my feet hurt the way they do. It's why I'm contemplating ankle fucking transplants. It's why I'm doing 75 hard. Because some things have to change. That's why I'm doing it. I'm not educated. I can't just roll up in anywhere. But I assure you one thing, I'm going to be one of the hardest motherfucker workers in the room. And, you know, if this is grade school, you're going to want to pick me to be on your team. That's why I do it. That's why I scream at the absolute tops of my lungs driving to the gym at 3 a.m. in the morning. Literally. Screaming. That's why when nobody's home, again, I scream at the top of my lungs during my freezing cold five-minute shower. I'm letting it all out. And you know what's funny? I think about death again, and I laugh. (laughs) It's the reason I provoke my dark side. The reason I can't just let it all drift away and smile, guys few things in life are as beautiful as death. Few things can cause you to hold on and let go. Once you learn to live with death, the beauty of life is revealed. Guys, in the end, it's all about finding and using your gifts to help others. And from the words of Tom Bilyeu, when it comes down to it, you guys, It's all about how do you feel about yourself when you are by yourself.